0: Nia watched in disbelief before screaming, ''Stop! Southern District Watch! Stop!'' The figure kept running, following the camp's fence. She burst through the slit in the flap at the back of the tent and gave chase. Balasar heard her shout and followed her through, running in the same direction. As she went, Nia pulled a soundstick out of her waistband and twisted the handle a full circle, causing it to flash orange. ''All watch units converge on the northeast Hyandi camp. We have sight of a murder suspect!'' She repeated the request before shoving the stick back into her coat. Balasar, meanwhile, had closed the distance, zipping past near towards the figure as he ran. The Dragonborn's feet pounded the ground as he went, a cloak billowing behind him. As he got to within five feet of the Dark Elf, he watched, almost in disbelief, as the figure hurled itself into the air, straight over the spiked-top fence, landing neatly on the other side. Balasar cursed as he reached the fence, just in time to see the figure disappearing down the side of the hill towards a thick tree line a little way from the camp. Nia reached his side and nodded to the gate they'd entered in through. They sprinted over to it, arcing round and running towards where the elf was seen. As they reached the other side of the fence, they saw movement in the tree line. Nia cursed this time before running down the hill with Balasar in tow. Reaching the tree line, she turned. Chase? Balasar nodded, bursting into the forest. The pair could hear the snapping of branches up ahead. Ficing through the ever-thickening swathes of branches, they eventually reached a small clearing. They were alone. They drew their batons again and stood back to back, the sounds of the forest filling their ears. Listening hard over their own pounding hearts, it was several minutes before Near swore. The suspect, whoever they were, had escaped. Hey, I'm Tom and I'm Stuart and we're from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore and we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. By the time Nier and Balasar had reached the entrance to Rorgar von Gallagh's Candy camp, Scribe and Bowman were already waiting alongside the large dragonborn. Balasar shook his head as they approached, and Scribe was the first to act. Rorgar von Gallagh, by the power of the United Tarthage Watch, you are hereby detained for questioning. You'll come with us willingly, or by force. He reached into his coat, and produced a sturdy set of manacles, offering one cuff to the dragonborn's large wrist. Gallog shook his head. I'll come, but not in chains, halfling, he snarled. Bowman reached out and placed a hand on the manacles, nodding. Fine, but you are coming with us, he said firmly, ignoring a stony look from Yanir. Back at the Southern District Watch Office, the four ECU watch stood outside a small cell door. Who fancies this one, then? asked scribe, running one hand through his beard. I could play a bad watch if someone wants to. I'll do it. Me and Balasar, said Nathan quickly. Scribe raised one bushy eyebrow, but said nothing. A nod from Nia followed. Balasar and Bowman entered the small room where Rogar von Gallag was sat opposite a small table that was bolted to the floor. So, let's start with names and details, began Nathan, sitting opposite, with Balasar taking a second seat to his right. "'What's in it for me?' replied Rurgar, gesturing to his wrists, free of manacles this time. "'Good standing with the high command of this city. "'A chance to legitimise your claims of an honest people's army "'with those who can make your life and the lives of your followers much easier.' Galog studied Balasar. "'And if that isn't enough?' Then we tell our boss's boss that you're harbouring and training terrorists at your camp, and by tomorrow all that's be left is a smouldering heap of short swords and tents, said Nathan flatly. There was a moment of thick silence. You clearly don't hunt much, do you, Elf? How about this? We rearrest you for every single piece of stolen or otherwise illegal magical objet dar and Every single weapon we find when we search that camp, we won't exile your followers. We'll simply tell them that you folded, like a paper bag, under minor questioning, and implicated all of them instead. We'll give your closest allies some rather excessive prison time, while the rest will be handed over to the care of Panjidoshok in the southeast. If, and that's a large if, you ever see sunlight again, we will make sure you have nothing to go back to. Another large silence as Galog gave Balasar a murderous look. His name's Morthas. He's a dark elf. He turned up at the camp hmm, three months ago. He was already very quick, very skilled at well, just about everything he turned his hand to. Other than that, did anything else surprise you about him? Very knowledgeable about Hyande. book Booksmart in pretty much a way that none of the others are. Ancient scriptures. Stuff way beyond even some of the elders I used to know. Ascension rituals? Asked Balasar. He never mentioned them. And that's the truth. I'm not stupid, Watchman. I know what to look out for in a recruit. Where was he? A couple of nights ago. Asked Bowman, leaning forward in his chair. No idea. Not much for curfews in our place. Get enough of that in the military. Did he mention any family in the city? Uh, any contacts that could maybe help your cause? Any idea where he was operating before he came to you? Gallog thought for a moment before smiling, showing his teeth. He never wore a colt. He always left his tent open, even at night. Bowman rolled his eyes and shook his head. We'll have someone escort you to a holding cell. Let us know if you think of anything else in there. He and Balasar stood up and exited, the heavy door swinging shut behind them. A few minutes later, the ECU were sat in their office as the elf and the dragonborn recounted the interview to Nier and Scribe, the sun setting visible through the window. Never wore a coat, eh? Oh, well worth it. You weren't wrong, Nathan. He is... God's darn quick. He cleared that fence like it wasn't even there. They all sighed. Scribe looking towards the window. Right, well, I'm off the clock, unless there's anything else near. She shook her head. 8pm start all. You drinking tonight, Jan? Scribe shook his head this time. Ah, otherwise engaged tonight, I'm afraid, near. They exchanged a look, but she shrugged and looked at the other two. The tavern was busy as they walked in the low ceiling acting as an echo chamber for the many conversations in full swing as they arrived. Balasar took the lead, his large form cutting a path through the crowds as he found the bar and ordered them some drinks. Near and Nathan pushed their way through the crowds as best they could, their boots shuffling through the sawdust that covered the floor, and somehow found a dimly lit table pushed against the rear wall. After shifting some empty mead bags and a few tankers, they sat down, drawing up a third chair for Balasar, whose head they could make out some way away at the bar. They looked around. Bodies of every race were packed in here. Closest to them, a group of gnomes were laughing and slapping the table loudly. Beyond them, two elven women, wearing docker's clothes, were sharing a large tankard brimming with a slightly smoking substance. Dwarves, elves, gnomes, humans, they were all huddled in groups by the bar and across the sawdust-covered floor. A dusty candelabra lit the place and was gently swaying in the hubbub. Eventually, Balasar emerged from the crowd, carrying a tray high above his head. Setting it down, he saw he'd purchased two large tankards of mead and two large cups of a smoky, dark liquid, presumably for Nier and Nathan. Balasar's final purchase had been a large tankard of water. They clinked glasses and took deep swigs. After coming up for air, they drank deeply again, and again until both Nier and Nathan were settling down their empty tankards. So, (laughs) what is... Up with Ynir, asked Nathan, a smile on his face. He's just all kinds of worse than usual recently. Nia laughed. Oh, give him a break. He's going through a divorce. He's got a lot going on. Well, then he should be at home. Gardening or mining or whatever it is dwarves do to unwind. Nathan shook his head, drawing a snort of laughter from Balasar. Ah, there are... "'More things in each man's heart than even you can see, my pointy-eared friend,' he said, "'sipping his water thoughtfully as Nia laughed. "'Yania's scribe could start a fight in an empty room. "'Leave isn't for him, I can assure you of that,' she responded, beginning to sip her smoking whiskey. "'Okay, that I understand, but what's he up to then? "'When was the last time he turned down a drink with you, of all people?' Nathan pointed at Nia, who rolled her eyes. "'I'm not his type. Trust me on that,' she replied simply, taking another sip. They all sat back and let the sounds envelop them for a minute, before Nathan wiped his brow and slipped his heavy watchcoat off his shoulders. "'I was reading about ascension rituals the other day,' Balasar began, but the other two made groaning noises. "'Nope!' It is not between the hours of eight and or five. I don't care what you read, Bal. Nia laughed again as Nathan reached out and put his hand over the dragonborn's mouth, jokingly. Maybe Scribe's the killer, said Nathan. And they all fell silent, exchanging looks. I once saw your trip over. While sitting down, said Balasar finally. Nathan and Nia fell about, laughing again, much louder this time. As Nia leant back in her chair, wiping her eyes, there was suddenly shouting from across the tavern. They all exchanged looks, craning their heads to get a better sight. Balasar got to his feet just in time to see a large table near the tavern door get flipped over, drinks showering those closest, drawing angry shouts from other patrons. Nia rolled her eyes and began picking her way through the crowd, closely followed by Nathan and Balasar. As they broke through the edge of the crowd, Nathan had to duck as a stall came his way. Drawing their batons, the three watch announced themselves to the scene before them. In the middle of it all was a large orc wearing a thick leather apron stained with mead, presumably the tavern owner. To the left were two human men, rage in their eyes as they shouted at a group of gnomes across from them. Eh, don't call me a racist again or I'll pull your fucking ears off, the man shouted, closely backed by his friend. One gnome responded by throwing a heavy tankard across the room. That was when Nia stepped forward, baton raised. Southern District Watch, everyone take a seat and shut the fuck up, she shouted as Balasar moved towards the humans. Nathan eyed both groups. The humans had noticed Balasar towering over them. Bowman sighed and joined Nia. Where was Scribe when you needed him? This has been Tales of Tarthage. This episode was written and edited by Samuel Bradley. The title of music was Who Am I to Complain by Alec Michael Wilson. Extra sounds were provided by Zapsplat.com. This was a starter set studio production. Hello. Hi. <laughs> (laughs) Do you like bad movies? Do you find yourself defending bad movies, saying things like, well, the soundtrack was okay, or the costumes were pretty fun? From the previous hosts of It's Not That Bad podcast, we bring you Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, from Simone LaRue and Chad Ekovitz. Every week, we review two movies that did not do well critically, but we say, hey, there are some nice things about them. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. Maybe they're all fools, and you should watch these movies regardless. We'll also talk about scenes that could have saved it, and we'll often refer to Simone's cats because they're amazing and adorable, and we love them. <laughs> and at the end of each review We will tell you whether we would watch this movie again uh, Or in what circumstances we would recommend you watch this movie So join us on July 9th For the first drop of our main episode And then two days later for our drop of our mini minisodes And on Robots Radio Podcast Network Come see us on July 9th We love you so much already Bye, Bye. Do you like adventure? Yeah Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know Play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um Excellent You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Ameren. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from.